Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Matt Velasquez of the Journal Sentinel joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Matt, how you doing, man? I'm great. Glad to be talking with you. Yeah, me too. We're glad you're here. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, this Bucks team uh, this season. Now, we know that the Lakers are on a little bit of a run here. They've got 33 wins. The Bucks still hold uh, the conference record at 35-6. and six. Uh, let me ask you this. They have a, a point differential of plus 12, which is by far the best in, in all of the NBA. What is the Achilles heel of this team, if there is any? You know, I think that we've seen there have been a, a few games this season where they haven't shot the ball well, and they're kind of an average three-point shooting team to this point in the season. And so when you are an average three-point shooting team, you're going to have nights where, you know, you're below average and you're not shooting very well. And in those games, uh you know, they, they were able to win some of those on this road trip, but when, when you're playing some of the best teams, um, that's when you can run into trouble, especially if you pair that with the other team getting hot uh, themselves. But I think out of their six losses, I think five of them have come when they've, you know, shot uh, fairly poorly. Um, you know, so, you know, their hope is that they're not going to shoot poorly uh, for four out of seven games in a, uh, in a playoff series. And, and so far, I mean, it's been pretty hard to beat them if they shoot uh, reasonably well. They uh, took the loss to the Spurs in that back-to-back, and right after that they went on a, a winning streak. Now three in a row, the Warriors, the Kings, the Trailblazers all on the road, finally back at home, which is going to be a packed downtown tonight with uh, the president in town, but taking on uh, a lackluster New York Knicks team. Uh, one of the things that I find interesting is now they're discussing, well, can this good team get to 70, 70 wins, 72 wins, 71, you know, um, I, look, as much as I want to see this team maybe get a record and get to 70 wins and all that kind of stuff, that'd be fantastic. But really, I think a lot of people are looking at this Bucks team saying, yeah, you know, when you're in the finals, let me know. Do you get that sense? Yeah, I, I think that's true. Um, I think everybody uh, is excited about, I mean, everybody in Milwaukee at least is excited about this Bucks team and what they're doing. And if you watch them on a nightly basis, uh, I think you're generally having a good time. Uh, they're an entertaining team, entertaining product, uh, especially with Giannis. Um, but everybody, I think it kind of helps to have had the Warriors of 2015-16, so recent in people's memory, where they had 73 wins. They were entertaining, and they were great, uh, but they didn't win a title. And, you know, so that's the big uh, black mark on them, you know, for all time. Uh, But, you know, for the Bucks, it's like, okay, well, no one really cares. Like, okay, you can catch the Warriors, and you can go crazy and try and and catch them. Um, But why? Like, the goal is to win a title. And so, um, you know, get get to the finals. That's the the important thing. This Bucks team hasn't been to the finals in a long time. And so, so get there, do everything you can to focus on that. Don't go all out on the regular season. Um, you know, make sure you get that one seed. The one seed is very beneficial and useful. Um, but from, other than that, you know, just set yourself up for, for the most possible success uh, come playoff time. One of the things that I found interesting going to that exact point was Chris Middleton the other night uh, was quoted as saying, you can't win a championship in the regular season. Has that is that his thought, or has that been the, uh, the the mantra, if you will, coming from Coach Budenholzer? You know, I think that's a whole team thing. I think they all know um, where they fell short last year. 
I think they all know what the goal is for this year um, and that they were so close to attaining it last year. Um, you know, they were, they were up 2 nothing in the Eastern Conference Finals on the eventual champs. Uh, went to double overtime in Game 3 and had every opportunity to win that game and after that still win that series. Um, and so, you know, they, they know that for having 60 wins last year, they, they don't get like a medal. They don't get some kind of special recognition. Um, you know, that's, that's not what they're going for. They, they need to, to take whatever they do in the regular season. Uh, Giannis has said it a million times, you know, build habits, you know, do everything they can to prepare for the playoffs because that's when they really um, need to be at their best because that's what their main goal is. Uh, I think Terry Stotts, uh, Portland's head coach, said it best the other night. He said, look, they, they shoot, they pass, they're unselfish, they have rim protection, they have interchangeable parts, they've got experience. He went through the whole laundry list. And I don't think he's singing false praise because his team got beat you know, by 19 points. I think what he's saying is is this is a team that is built and they're, they really don't have a big glaring weakness, correct? Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, it's hard to find one when you have – um, you know, the best defense in the NBA and the third best offense in the NBA. Oh, and you have the MVP of the league um, and a bunch of guys who fit together well. I mean, it's it's something that opposing coaches have been saying, not just this year, but, but last year too. I mean, th- this team is, is well-built and, and well-set up to succeed, and that's, that's part of the reason why they're doing it. Is it unfair? Do they feel a little bit slighted? Because we all know the, the state in which they live. They, it's a football state. And do they feel a little bit slighted right now by the uh, success of the Green Bay Packers and the attention being paid? No, I don't think so. I think that, you know, for some of the guys, um, you know, they're not really paying attention to it. You know, they don't really, it's not really on their radar. Uh, and for, for other guys, they're like, oh, man, this is exciting. You know, let's, uh, let's try and lean into this, enjoy this, um, you know, as much as we can, obviously, you know, because they're, they're doing their own season. They're on the road. They're, they're traveling, whatever. Um, but I think that they're, they're into I know the Bucks as, a, as an organization, I think they're, they're all the way in. Uh, you know, last Sunday or yeah, last Sunday, you know, a week before the Packers even played, it was their last home game, and they were trying to make sure uh, that they they uh, synced up with them. They had their back the pack T-shirts and all that. So uh, I think there's some synergy there, and obviously with Aaron Rodgers being a part owner of the Bucks, I think everybody uh, on the Bucks would uh, would be rooting in that direction. Talking with Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, I wanted to get to that point. Anthony Davis at Lambeau Field over the weekend. Aaron Rodgers, obviously a, a minority owner in the Milwaukee Bucks. Could there be anything made of this? Should Anthony Davis say, "Hey, I want to go to Milwaukee"? Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm sure if he said he wanted to go to Milwaukee, they'd, they'd march Aaron Rodgers out there at the first opportunity they got uh, as a selling point to, to kind of make that happen. But uh, I, I just think that if he's you know a Packers fan, as he professes to be, if he's an Aaron Rodgers fan. Um, you know, this is just typical, you know, athletes supporting other athletes. And, you know, maybe there's nothing to it. I mean, he, uh, he could very well stay in, in Los Angeles this summer, uh, and there could be, you know, nothing at all to talk about. Um, you know, Joel Embiid is a big Packers fan. doesn't mean that he wants to come here. It's just kind of fun to, you know, you know for fans to, to speculate and have fun with um, just because of, you know, how, how social media is now. But uh, I don't think there necessarily would be anything to it, uh, unless Anthony Davis wants there to be, in which case I'm sure the Bucks would find ways to welcome him with open arms. The other question I have for you, could there be anything considered from the NBA as far as tampering goes? I don't think so. I, I think that this isn't like Aaron Rodgers going out of his way um, you know, to talk to or talk publicly about Anthony Davis. This is Anthony Davis going to a football game to see uh, his favorite team, which happens to feature... Uh, a minority owner of the uh, of the Bucks, and, and unless Aaron Rodgers was like, 
you know, quoted as saying, hey, let's get him to the box. Um, I, I really don't think uh, there, there's going to be that much made out of it. One of the things that I've been following, by the way, we're talking with Matt Velasquez of the Journal Sentinel. I've been following the numbers all season long for a guy like uh, Eric Bledsoe. Uh, Bledsoe's numbers are obviously important into the whole of the team, but really it, all eyes are going to be on him and Chris Middleton once we get to the postseason. Have, how have you seen Eric Bledsoe, and even Chris Middleton to a certain extent, how have you seen them this year knowing that you know, off in the distance is that playoff record and is that playoff run, and, and how have they handled the preparation for heading towards the postseason and thoughts of what's happened from last year? Yeah, I think to, to start, I would say you, you first brought up Eric Bledsoe, um, obviously, everyone remembers how he he shot so poorly in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, he played fine in the first two rounds, and, and that was good. And the Bucks advanced, uh, but you know, when the Raptors left him open, uh, he couldn't make the shots that he needed to. And so, I think that something that he has tried to do uh, over the off season and even during this season is to, you know, work on his three point shooting to be able to, um, you know, find the spots that he is comfortable in. You know, make sure his hand is under the ball. All, all, all kinds of stuff so that, um, you know, he is able to practice and, and prepare and, and, you know, keep teams honest. I remember writing a story earlier this season where he was getting out in games and he was trying to set a tone. He was trying to shoot a lot um, because he knew that teams were going to sag off him. And, it, and if he could make some, some shots early or at least show them that he was confident in shooting them, then that would maybe pull the defenses up a little bit and create driving lanes for the people. Um, he, additionally, he's been getting better at his free throws. Uh, you're going to be a guy who's going to be driving inside the paint, trying to get and ones, trying to get fouls. Better hit your free throws, and and he's been doing that at a pretty high rate. Um, and I think going to Chris Middleton, um, he's just been great this year. I think he's found a better, um, you know, comfort zone in terms of his shot profile. Uh, last year he had more threes. Uh, this year he scaled it back slightly, but he is he's finding those mid-range twos that he likes and that he's good at. Um, his effective field goal percentage, which takes into account you know, two-pointers and, and weights a little bit more. The three-pointers is the best of his career. And so he's in a really good groove. Uh, you know, he's playing out of, out of post-ups a little bit more uh, and, is, and is very comfortable in that. And there have been times where he's had to kind of run the offense uh, and take the ball up the court. And, and he's been finding guys uh, and dishing off pretty nice passes. So I think that, you know, everything the Bucks could want of him so far, you know, he's been doing that, and it's the kind of stuff that, you can easily see translating to playoff time. Matt, always great to talk to you. We certainly appreciate it, and uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us today, okay? Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Matt Velasquez of the Journal Sentinel. You can find him at Matt underscore Velasquez, at Matt underscore Velasquez over there on Twitter. Find him there. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers uh, right now. You want to work hard, and they'll treat you fair. That's the way it goes. They've been doing that for a long, long time. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.